What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Middle cough! Heavy heaves! It is uh, NFL Com- You know what's sneaky about NFL Combine Week, Middle cough? It's like, NFL Combine's here. And then you check the schedule and you realize no one actually works out until the end of the week. Yeah, the way it's uh, kind of staggered. It doesn't like start on a Tuesday and then end on a Saturday. It goes through Monday. I think the DBs usually work out on Monday. Do you think there's so, going? You think Robert Kraft is going to be when when everyone gets together, GMs, media members, coaches, scouts, late night in Indianapolis? Do you think number one topic of conversation is Robert Kraft? Uh, no, I think it'll be which it always is, just their own self interest to try to get their own HJs with the locals in Indy. Every single person uh, in league circles. That is out and about. Now, not all coaches go out, but a decent amount of them do. I got to think. personnel. I got to think, John, that there was at least one person who had who had previously planned on getting a massage in Indianapolis who has decided not to get a massage in Indianapolis this week. I heard a story last year. I did not see it. So it happened. I left last year on Saturday. On Sunday night. You were only there for the coin flip. Yeah, I, would, I just went for a couple of days. I didn't even go. Media is not even allowed to go to the workouts. So once the workout starts, you might as well leave. That there was a GM, very recognizable, who was married. I think I think he's divorced now. Was full on just destroyed and making out with a chick at a bar. Like just, I mean, everyone knows who you are. Now, granted, it's kind of one of those the last places and events. that's kind of like. You don't take pictures or anything or something like that. No, but no media. No, no media, media does, but that doesn't no, no, mean. I'm like, saying like no social media. Yeah, not at night. Like you, you just don't take a picture of Sean McVay drinking. You know, again, not that anyone would give a shit. And to me, I guess you could do that, but because Mike Silver's out drinking with them all, taking pictures, so that's it. <laughs> you can, I guess, but you just don't take a picture of like making out with a chick, and that there is a decent amount of that going on. Like I've heard some very prominent stories when I first got in the league, it was way crazier because there were no cameras of just some names you would hear of basically like having sex and alley. I mean, it's a free, it's like college for these guys. 
because it's like a work week, but it's really not that much to do. You just have to kind of show up, and these guys kind of get to let loose. But it's, again, there's some of the mo- – like Robert Kraft just realized you're Robert fucking Kraft. So I'm not saying this guy's new at it, but like Mike Tomlin or Pete Carroll or Sean McVay, like you can't be out fucking around. Like it's a pretty big – you can, but it's a pretty big risk just given the way – how. Like if Sean McVay was spotted groping some chick's ass and making out that was not his girlfriend, how fast would that go viral? I mean, I'd get a retweet. I would retweet it. I mean, I wouldn't take it, but these guys just have to – and I think a lot of them know that now, but it's still, you know, you get some booze in you. You just – But that's that's better than illegal activity. It's better than getting arrested. No, I'm not saying compared to – Making out with a consenting adult right. at a bar is something's wrong with that. How about, a lot how about of guys uh, are married. since you said the word consenting, how about R. Kelly's lawyer? Pretty good lawyer, you think? What did he say? He said uh, R. Kelly doesn't have unconsensual sex. I mean, he's a rock star. He all the, all the sex he has is consensual. Yeah, but it can be consensual if she's not 18. You There's no such problem. thing as consensual with a 14-year-old. No, right. it's called statutory rape, Somebody, correct? I saw somebody tweeted and was like, Dear lawyers, this is not an example of a good lawyer. Like, you <laughs> idiot. Well, it's, he's done. There's videos out there. I mean, he's an all-time but He made. Guy, he openly has talked about liking underage it's women. Crazy. So, like, to me, the Robert Kraft one, I'm going to pump the brakes a little bit. If he had nothing to do with the human trafficking, like, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I... You know, it's PC on Twitter to tweet, you know, how crazy these massage parlors are, even though a lot of people tweeting that have probably attended one in their time or two, especially even media members. So I, if he went in there innocent in the sense that he did not know, I'm not saying it doesn't absolve him, but I, I don't know. I don't make that much of it. No, I, I think I think the point of all this, though, is that uh, I, I think um the way they're trying to combat this, the deterrent is to say ignorance is not an excuse anymore, right? Like not knowing is not going to be good enough. Like how fast were you going? Oh, I, I don't know. It was the sp- I don't know what the speed limit is here. Well, it's 60 and you were going but 67. But I, I would say it's – so. I would compare it because everyone speeds. Like not everyone, let's say, buys drugs. So like marijuana back when it was illegal, now it is at easy.com. But let's go cocaine. Let's say you're buying a bag of cocaine to go party in Vegas. Does that mean that you are okay with the cartel and Pablo and all those guys, whoever the new cartel, El Chapo, killing people? No, but I don't think it's uh, like my point on speeding. I'm not saying it's like speeding. I'm saying not knowing the speed limit is not an excuse. And the difference between cocaine and El Chapo, though it's not El Chapo anymore, I guess. And this would be like there is a direct contact with a victim in this particular situation. Uh, and all, all, I'm, all I'm saying, I'm not, I'm not even trying to get into what's, how it compares. I'm just saying, I think part of the message from the, oh, I, the I, agencies I are, ignorance is not going to be a defense. And I, I, think, I think that's what they're trying to do to serve and, as a deterrent, which and my, I get. And my problem is that it's so much sexier to nail. Like the, the only reason any of us know about this bust is because of Robert Kraft. Like, that's a huge part of this whole bust and it going public. But human trafficking, maybe I'm naive to it. I'm not saying that it clearly goes on. I just know nothing about it. That how come we can't get the human traffickers? Like, they are the culprit. Just like El Chapo is the drug dealer. Let's nail them. 
You know, I, I yeah, just, I mean, I, but, I don't view Robert Kraft. Yeah, but but like again, like I said, I think part of the angle. I don't know about the government's plan here, but part of it has to be just deter people, scare people. We got away from that a little bit. What? You know, like just the way our society has changed, like nailing drug users almost. You know, nailing the guy that has is just irrelevant. Like to me, Robert Kraft, unless he was financing human trafficking, is kind of irrelevant in this whole thing. Like the people owning the massage parlor. Well, no, I get what you're saying. I'm just saying the idea probably to some degree is you you try to get fewer people to go and that hurts their business. I don't know. I mean, it's it's. I think you're you're. Uh, I mean, it's, I mean, how it's many, drips how of many, water from the ocean. How many massage parlors yeah, are there no, in San Francisco? It's drips I mean, of water I, in the ocean. Probably, but again, doesn't mean you shouldn't do. It doesn't mean you shouldn't do it if you can. No, but I'm just saying, like, I, I again, we're, we're attacking the wrong part of the problem is my issue. If I get that. I, I, my point is I don't know what they're doing. My guess is this isn't the only thing they're doing, but I think part of the actions has to be a, trying to deter people from doing it, scaring people. And the, the, to me, there also is a chance they didn't even give a shit about Robert Kraft. His name was just involved, right? Like, they are – they nailed the human trafficker. Yeah, he happened to walk into the bust. They weren't, like, tagging, tracking him. But I think they like when you get a big name because it's just— I, I do, too. Maybe it keeps but one when, person in Indianapolis from going to a massage parlor. Wouldn't, wouldn't you guess there's a decent chance that if Robert Kraft had been John Middlecoff, it would have had, like— Much bigger the, story. The, yeah. The, well, the, just the people attending were kind of irrelevant to this whole bust. Maybe I, they would, did arrest the human Would I be doing a podcast today? Would you? I don't know. I hadn't I thought about it till just now. I, th- I think we would. Would I say John's on assignment? No, we we would do it. You would do the podcast today. We have ads sold. You think Ease would be on board with being a part of this? Yeah, they they like pushing the envelope. I I don't I know. We, 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 would, we would we would just yeah we would just try to keep it quiet. But luckily they don't have to worry about that. I did hear right. there's going to be a big special a Tuesday. I, I don't like massages. I mean that's just a fundamental. I don't know about. Have you ever gotten a massage? I've like a legit never got, No, never. I just I hate them. I don't like them. Never once. I, I don't enjoy them. It's You're never not really appealed to me. Some people like them. I mean, a lot of girls like them. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Ease. Ease, the best delivery platform to get the best legal, licensed, fully tested marijuana products delivered to you in the state of California. Anybody twenty-one and over get verified online in minutes. Woo! And off you go. Called above board, baby. Legal. <laughs> Ease.com right. in California. They're now in the East Bay. I haven't placed, I got to place my order either today or tomorrow. Sacramento, San Francisco, huge push in LA. Again, we need you and you guys are doing it. And I'm getting a lot of videos. I know you're getting a lot of videos. We're advertising slash it's grassroots. Like we need you, the people that are using it. Then go tell your friends. That's right. And, and just, That's a big just key. be a part of this group. I mean, we're all in this shit together. Uh, starting with ease.com, pre-rolls, vapes. I got a video the other day. The dude literally ordered everything. Pre-rolls, vapes, edibles, topicals. He just wanted it all. He even got a separate vape pen because he wanted it different than his buddy. We appreciate you guys. 21 or over. Most of our listeners are. We got a mature crowd, kind of. And uh, go to ease. And here's the key, guy. Hashtag promo code HAM. Promo code HAM. H-A-M. You get $20 off your first purchase. Over $50, you get a free delivery. I misspoke a little bit last week. I thought Ham One was a running, uh, you know, for our repeat users. It was only a one-day deal. I'll try to get that going again and better articulate that in the read, and we'll try to get that up and running maybe another time. But right now, for sure, Ham, 
promo code HAM, $20 off and over $50 free delivery, which, as many people have sent us videos, is very easy to do when you get aggressive. Yeah, it sounds like the guy that uh, the video you were referencing, that person definitely got free delivery. Ease, E-A-Z-E dot com. Promo code HAM, promo code HAM, promo code HAM. DM us your videos just for fun. Nothing comes of it other than we appreciate it. I love them. Thanks to uh, Unrelated to Ease, by the way, although I think they were just smoking cigars. Did you see the video we got? Was that on Instagram? I think it was on I, I did. Yeah, out golfing, good. listening to the podcast on the golf course. Do you think they actually listened to the podcast, or did they just play the video of the podcast starting and then shut it down and listen to music? You know, it truly doesn't matter because the video <laughs> alone was sweet. I would imagine they went music, but yeah, I like. Uh, I, I would all, Robbie. Where, where's our invite? We're, we're ready yeah. to go. It might, I mean, they might not have been in the bay because it was pretty cold. Yeah, this when week. it warms up a little, when it gets sunny. Yeah, I don't do cold golf. Me either. I've thought about going spikeless cleats, and I'm like, nah. What if I'm going to be in a situation where I'm slipping? And then I think, what am I? I'm never. If it's raining, I'm not playing. I've had spikeless cleats for ten years. You, you endorse? Big because I it doesn't really matter. I mean, well, you, I have a a lot of torque in my swing, John. Yeah, if if you ain't swinging like fucking Rory, you're fine. You could wear tennis shoes. Can't have okay. my back foot slipping out. I mean, Phil practices in sandals. I don't know if you follow him on Instagram. No, but I see Justin Thomas playing barefoot a lot. Yeah, I mean, these guys, they don't give a shit. Justin Thomas at one point yesterday in the Mexico Open, WCGC, had birdied nine of 11 holes. Like, he was fucking scorching hot. It was, I mean, it was stupid. Where did uh, where did Tiger finish? I think, like, tied for sixth or seventh. I mean, that's... You know, He's been playing pretty good. Uh, like, he just is, can't it, make is it ha- is it happening this year? He wanted the, he finished with a win, FedEx Cup playoffs. Haberman called it no big deal. East Lake. That's right. What, what, what was your call? Uh, I don't want to do that. Raised by Earl. <laughs> it was good, guy. I mean, if, when, uh, when we sit down with Tiger, I will have legend, to get the audio. The legend and play. grows. Yeah, the legend grows again. Um, just say like this: that. Would Tiger have been proud of the call? I think he would. I think he would have, John. It was an homage to. I think he would have liked it. His yeah. dad was his best friend. It would have meant a lot to him. I appreciate that. Um, what are, what are what are his odds? Here's the schedule coming up. Now we'll we'll get to some combine and some other Draymond Green. But since we started talking about Tiger, uh, here's the schedule coming up. The uh, actually a lot of stuff. We're like a month. We're like six weeks from the Masters. But before that even happens, we've got uh, the Honda Classic, which is this week. I think that's in Florida, isn't it? Correct. Palm Beach. Uh, Justin Thomas won it last year. Then the Arnold Palmer at Bay Hill. I think Tiger tweeted out earlier this week, or earlier last week, that he is not. He's not going to make it to the Arnold Palmer. Yeah, he's because he already feels like he's played a decent yeah, amount. And, and these, like everyone's, like these are pretty taxing tournaments because, like you said, everybody plays in them for the FedEx Cup points. Then the Players Championship is. The second week of March, or the third week of March, I guess. Um, then there's the Valspar. Then there's the WGC match play. And then two weeks after that, Valero Texas Open. Which actually, didn't something happen at the Valero Texas Open last year? I, I think know. a guy wanted to get it because you get, that's right before the Masters, right? Uh, yeah, and then the Masters is April 11th through the 14th. So we've got the players and the Masters coming up in the next six weeks, basically. I, I do think the two tournament months. that you called his win kind of changed now he had been playing well because he had what almost the british at one point in time he was up on sunday the pga championship right. he was right in the mix 
Then he won that tournament. And what was crazy about that tournament is the fucking 29 best players beside him were in that tournament. Like Justin Rose was the best player and he beat him. So then this year, I've watched a lot of Tiger Woods so far. He is playing as well as anyone. He just hasn't putted that well. Like if he just gets hot in a tournament putting and he's clearly comfortable. Which is what happened at Eastlake. He got hot. He just made a lot of putts. Yeah, he buried putts. But like right now, he's one of the best ball strikers on tour. That's, I mean, D- Dustin Johnson just ran around the field because he makes putts now. He's hitting it farther than everyone. Rory couldn't buy a putt. Tiger's 14-1 to 1 to win the Masters. I feel pretty confident. I was looking to win one major. It's on my bookie. Right now, it's plus 250 to 1. So it's basically two, you put up, you know, 100 bucks, you win 250. I think he's going to win a major this year, guy. I think he's going to win a fucking major this year. You kind of feel it when you watch him. He is just, he's not elite Tiger. But you'd also say Tiger in peak, peak form would still be the best player on tour. But these guys, like JT, DJ, Roar, like his, the, the tour's pretty loaded. Kepka, Rose, like you got a lot of guys that are in the peak of their powers. Right. Dustin Johnson became, they were saying, Azinger, he was the 35th guy to win 20, uh, golf tournaments in his life he, and he's like it's pr-, and they asked us like what do you think about that he's like yeah it's a pretty remarkable achievement i'm not even 35 yet that's the crazy thing about dj he's like older than you think but he's still not that old like why couldn't dj rattle off another five or six years if, if you could give me one match remember we always wanted phil and tiger i'd kind of like a fucking dj and, and tiger duel just because dj so I, good he gets the ball so far i know i'd be worried about dj about it becoming a blowout, though. I guess DJ he's on. Well, well, DJ, yeah, just DJ like the turn at fourteen. DJ goes old pre major Phil. Spraying. Well, that's what's kind of cool is he's got some demons. But he also could be down to and then cut the fairway across the water on like a par five. I used to say this every year just because I love the guy, and he's just one of the great athlete rock stars of like our generation by far. I mean, I'd say there's only LeBron's big, but what Tiger became pre-social media, the only guy that I've ever experienced that was Michael and Michael was bigger, but Tiger for, I mean, when you do relative to like his sport, it's pretty crazy what Tiger accomplished and still what he generates when he matters. So everyone's like, this is the year. And we've been saying it forever. But I think if you legitimately watch him, you go, this motherfucker's going to win. Like it's one, I feel so good about just, He's there enough. Now, the thing about Eastlake was it's only a 30-player field, right? But there's but a lot the, on the line. It's like the play, but it's the 30 best guys. Right, right. <laughs> you um, know? But, the, but there's just a lot on the line. And remember, he was great. Like, that thing was coming starting on really Friday. He made a move and just maintained it the rest of the way. Um, but he's just been around now. You know, I mean, to me, you're an elite level golfer. You're just in that group. You're just gonna, you're just gonna have a chance to win the thing. You think you'll call that again? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't you wouldn't think. turn it down if asked. I would not turn it down if asked. But it's earlier this year. I, I was seeing they were kind of setting it up because the la- that tournament last year was during football season, right? Like at the end of September, right? This year, they've bumped because they've moved the PGA Championship instead of having it fourth, which it's always felt like it's not really a major, but it yeah. is a major. Yeah. They bumped it up right after the Masters before the U.S. Open. So that tournament that you called instead of being at the end of September will be at the end of August. 
So if Tiger's a big deal, those tournaments, you, who are you fighting against? Preseason football? Like, they, they realize going up against the NFL is not smart. Right. And, it, and they still did a huge number. Imagine if Tiger's in the mix in these tournaments in fucking August. I, I was thinking yesterday, and really the last couple tournaments that Tiger played, if Tiger's a factor this summer, it's a problem for baseball. Like, he's just gonna... Because he hasn't been a factor the last, really, 10 years until last year. His ratings are... People are dying for him to be relevant. They had for the last 10 years. And now he is again, and people just... He's kind of... Because he goes so viral so fast. Did you see the viral shot that he hit? It was either Friday or Saturday. Yes, out of the Friday. sand. The yeah, left or right. Oh. He had fucking slice it around the tree. It ended up on the green and then had side spin and almost went in. Yep. It was just vintage Tiger. Like, what the fuck? And it's, it's, he finished kind of funny. It was incredible. I mean, it was it was awesome. You give me Tiger moments like that, it just gets every fan to be like, wow, Tiger's playing well? No, to me, no player, and Steph used to do this a lot, just goes universal. Like, oh, J.J. Watt's tweeting about him. Oh, Peter King's tweeting about him. Oh, Woj is tweeting. You know, it's like everyone's kind of paying attention. He's one of the rare guys that gets everyone just, oh, Bradley Cooper's tweeting about him between <laughs> sex with Lady Gaga and his girlfriend. <laughs> that was the big story Sunday. Did you, uh, so you said 14 to 1 on Tiger for the Masters? Yes. Someone said the odds of, uh, the odds of Bradley Cooper that have already slept with Lady Gaga, he, they'd put it at minus 900. Because <laughs> I said there was just, I mean. Well, there were a few things that, that I saw, I saw like photos. Photos, John, that I thought were scenes from the film. Have you seen the movie? I have not. Have you? Oh, I saw it in theaters. It's a, you haven't. It's a great movie. I've I've seen mix. I've seen people say like it's the first half of it's great, but the second, but it's worth watching. Is your point? Yeah, I mean, I I went. I, yeah, it's good. Okay. How were they singing? How how was Bradley singing on Sunday? Was he good? Yeah, I mean, he's. It really. Like, Tiger's an incredible story. Back fuse, knee injuries, and he's, like, reinvented himself, kind of. But this guy was one of the best-looking actors. He'd become just a really high-level actor, like one of the legit stars in Hollywood. And then one day just says, I want to learn to sing. He's already a fucking great-looking guy, great acting career. And then he just learns to sing at age 40. Who? How is that even possible? How did he pull this off? By by probably already being a solid singer is my guess. It's guy. It's borderline unprecedented. It's nuts. I guess Joaquin Phoenix sang all the songs and yeah, but he wasn't. But a lot Joaquin of act Phoenix. like I don't know Brett. Like a lot of actors did like musicals and stuff growing up. How I mean I would guess he had some ability to like an okay voice. But but, but he changed his voice for this movie. I'm just saying, my like, I want to hear some audio of him ten years ago. Did he sound like a, you know, squealing? His dick? his voice in this movie is not his normal voice. It's like this deep, raspy voice. He worked with a voice coach for like a year before. Where I give him credit is he directed this movie. Yeah, cost, he had a budget of under forty million dollars. He was the one that like went to a party. Saw Lady Gaga singing and knew right away, like, that's who I want. And at first, the people financing the movie were like, no, that's not going to work. And the movie's already made over, like, $430 million. A huge part of I mean, she's one of the biggest singing stars of the last, like, 20 years. Right. Her in this movie had to help make them a lot of money. And then she's good at it. Right. 
it's an incredible casting. Just he nailed it. She she kind of steals the movie, and he's good. It's worth seeing. I liked it a lot. Uh, speaking of being invested in movies, John, Clutch. What's what's their thing called? Um, Spring Hill Suites or Spring Hill or something Hill? One of the production companies that Clutch has, LeBron has. Uh, Ooh, yeah. LM, uh, LMR. 35 uh, Media? Oh, that's Kevin. No, that's KD. Uh, Draymond Green, a part of, of Clutch now, which was, uh, I mean, I, I don't know if Marcus Thompson's ever put out an article faster than the one came out about Draymond going to Clutch. It's like sourced and full breakdown. and Draymond, I didn't realize Draymond had, this is the third, he had, this is third agent. I, he had some poor some poor guys who had him initially, but didn't get the big contract. I don't think. No, think about that. Yeah, and and then and then B.J. Armstrong and the Wasserman Group don't get to get. He might not get the supermax, but whatever his max is going to be bigger than what he's making now. Yeah, but they've gotten a, a piece of the endorsement deals. Uh, yeah, he's got Smile Direct. Well, he's a partial owner of that one. I didn't know that. He's like invested or something. Seriously, that's what Marcus wrote. I think is that he's he's got stock or he's a financer or a partial owner or something in that smile direct yeah uh all right so draymond's part of clutch now which i mean gets everybody's eyebrows especially because of what's going on with anthony davis i think part of the question is you know clutch or not was he going to be a warrior for his whole career i think most people would bet no but this just kind of makes you wonder how is it all going to play out now from draymond's side Feels like Draymond's going like, yeah, it's time for me to take control of this thing because it's felt like the Warriors have been in control of this thing. I, I that to me was the first thing I thought of is he's no dummy. He knows it's about to get really ugly, and like the Wasserman Group, are they? They're technically not CAA where Arntellum was that Bob worked for. But bottom line is he's not going to get this. He's not getting the supermax for the Warriors. To me, they would like to give him like a hundred million dollars. And even then, is there a chance they wouldn't even want him back? I think Draymond realized it was going to get ugly and I need the guy that are willing to get in the mud the most. Rich Paul doesn't give a shit. I mean, doesn't care at all. Because that's Anthony Davis. He didn't need Rich Paul to get him a Supermax. He was getting the Supermax from fucking every team in the league. He needed him to get it. Like, bro, I need to make a trade request. Now, you could say, have, don't, haven't agents in the NBA, all agents been doing this forever? You know, I don't think it's that new. I, I think... One unique thing I think about this team, and they're just they're kind of weird right now. Steph and Clay are not LeBron guys. Like part one thing with the cookies and the brownies or whatever that LeBron like, he kind of thinks Steph and Clay are not on his level. That's what it's always felt like. And they've kind of they're not big talkers, but they've kind of done their talking like fuck you, we kick your ass. Draymond and KD are like LeBron's boys. That's to me is a little, that's a little weird. And I think there's a very, very good chance. To me, Kevin's just going to leave. And Kevin's so goddamn good, I, Steph and Clay just deal with his drama or whatever. Draymond probably does wear you out a little bit. But they do kind of – they've definitely needed him in the past, and I still think they do still need him definitely this year. But I think big picture, if you, if you can trade him, the problem – Clutch is pretty good at this. Like, you're going to trade me to uh, – Dallas? Uh, yeah, for – I don't know whoever or Atlanta. Dallas or probably a bad example. John Collins. Yeah, you know, Dallas so is probably can, not a good example, right? I'm not going to resign there. So, I, 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 
who's going to sign Draymond to huge cash in the NBA? I don't really see it. And when I say huge cash, he's not getting the Supermax to me from any team. Well, the, the team that Clutch controls would always be a candidate to pay him, right? Would LeBron want a Supermax? Draymond? Well, I don't even – I just mean to pay him the most money. Yes. Like, that's always just – They've gotten KCP $20 million in two years. <laughs> right. Which was like, wait, now now we're going to blame Magic and Palenka for this? Um, but, yeah, I think, I think you hit it. Like, part of the question is, what do you do – if you've reached that conclusion as the Warriors, do you say, all right, we're going to trade Draymond after this year, going into the last year of his contract, and get something for him? Or, even without Kevin, we got to try and win a championship before Draymond leaves. Can we win a title without KD with Draymond, with, with the original core? Can we win a title with that group? Or are we better off trading Draymond? You know, to me, part of it is like, what are you getting? Because I'd be inclined to run it back with Draymond and let him walk at the end of the year. But you could make the – I mean, we have to see what happens this year too, right? What if they don't – like, I, we all think they're going to win a title this year, but what if they don't? What if the Rockets beat them? I take the Rockets a little more seriously. Yeah, than so, you know, I also think, like, you know, I, I, they don't have a Harden. It's like, you know, the Warriors did not take that game seriously to start the game. Well, the person that didn't take it the most serious was Draymond. He looked terrible early on. Then he kind of, I don't want to say faking an injury, but the coaching staff didn't look exactly like he broke his leg the day that it gets announced that he's going to clutch. And I, I hear you. You know, it's like you bring Rich Paul Draymond back out with you him, can't get him a lot. What if Rich Paul had walked out with Draymond? Oh, my God, that would have been incredible. <laughs> but there is Draymond in the last year when you paid everyone else and even Kevin when you begged him to come back and then he still was leaving and you broke off Clay. I could see Draymond being like, Fuck you guys. Now, he's in a weird spot because he couldn't stop trying. Because he's playing for a contract. But he could just be kind of weird, you know? Now, he's kind of been unique because last year, remember, he was in the draft meetings. Like, he's been a huge part. I think the relationship from the outside and the way we talk about it, just even when he gets clutched, like, oh, my. He's pretty tight with Bob and Joe. Like, I I do think their relationship is pretty close, but it does just, this is kind of business. And they're not going to extend them. Huge money. Like, I think they wouldn't hesitate giving him like four years, eighty million. I think he'd look at them like, "Fuck you." <laughs> Especially if they win this year, four championships. I've won the Defensive Player of the Year. I'm easily your best defender, and you'd offer me something like Harrison Barnes money, and that would, and I think that would kind of be a fair offer. Uh, now, granted, he got eighty-two million last contract. Let's say four years, ninety million. Something reasonable, very, very tradable. I think he would be beyond, and I wouldn't blame him, be offended. I think what they would offer him would offend him, which is crazy. I mean, the amount of money. This, this is where the NBA has kind of jumped the shark with a common guy. But I, I just, I'm just i putting myself in Draymond's shoe. It would be offensive. I think whatever they offer him, more than likely, Rich Paul and Draymond are going to be offended. And then it gets ugly. And that's where I think, because he is extension eligible, that if Kevin leaves, you max out Clay. I think his max because he's going to be a third team or second team All NBA. He's going to be like two hundred million dollars. So you've paid Steph and Clay, you know, an astronomical amount, and then you're like, oh, Draymond, we'd be okay extending you, knowing that you could also then trade him. Let's say four years. I mean, I, it's hard for me to say a hundred million dollars, guy. I, I think yeah, whatever well, number. But, you see, tell, I don't know. Just, like, fuck you. I think part of this is like, and this was kind of what Marcus Thompson wrote was. 
um, not in that article, but a different one. Like what they're what the Warriors have to be looking at right now <clears throat> is is Giannis as a free agent, and there's no way you could afford Giannis if you had Draymond on the roster at any number really, even and, at just twenty million with yeah, the other and, two guys making thirty five. Because the cap will basically be three guys at forty million. That'll be your cap. It'll be one hundred twenty million bucks, and th- those will be that'll be those three guys. So, I you know. To me, whatever that offer is, is not going to be very big. But I also think you have to balance it against, do we think we can win a title without Kevin with Draymond? Because you've made the point, he's not the same player, but he's still a pretty damn good player. Now, it well, would take- I do think, what if, what if the Lakers you know, get Jimmy Butler as a free agent, they aren't able to get Anthony Davis because he goes to the Celtics, and they're just kind of waiting for him to become a free agent? And you trade Draymond to the Lakers to get back, like the trade I said was like Kuzma and Lonzo, or even if it's Lonzo and you know because Livingston's basically done, so you get your Livingston and Lonzo slash he'd play a lot more because you could then play Steph and Clay off the ball, and he's good on defense. I mean Kuzma is pretty even they would die for Kuzma like off the bench, but Kuzma he might really he might be too good. he might be too good and cheap yeah. But you know what I'm saying. Or just do a trade like that where you get some young assets that are way cheaper. Because that's the one thing the Warriors are going to need, like you say. They're paying a shitload, even if you just Draymond just makes what he makes, and you got Steph and Clay making 35 each. That's 70. The cap is 105. So you're just doing the math. You need some guys making $2 million bucks. You need some Festuses, you know? <laughs> for the rest of us. Yeah, for the rest of us. That's why Draymond was the absolute best player in the league when his last year on a second round deal and they won a championship did it get any better than the guy making 800k being an all first team all defense it doesn't get and all and just an all unique like i don't know if you've noticed this but any college player now that can score passes and rebounds gets compared to draymond like he is the bar for that player for like you know the, you know the problem is though when that's his comp that guy is more, like denzel valentine he's draymond 2.0 michigan state he's like in the g league yeah, like most well, like, of those guys are not going to be good. Exactly. Enough. It's like, well, do you have the motor of like a V12 tank or whatever many Vs a tank has? That's how well, many Draymond every, has. Every little fast receiver, oh, this guy is Deshaun. And then the dude's like, oh, he's a bust. Well, it's know, just, no, there's just there's one guy. Every short quarterback is Drew Brees or Russell Wilson. I know. And then the guy's out of the league. Well, it turns out like looking like a person doesn't actually make you the person. No. And just because you play defense in a couple games does not mean you have that capability. Well, can, yeah, can you defend all five guys in the NBA? That's different than defending all five guys in college. But here, Where the was other the thing. team's guy center is six eight, but plays like a traditional center. Like you can defend that guy. I, I do think people forget the scouting report on Draymond coming out, and just a lot of players. And you get this in the NFL and in basketball. In baseball, no one really cares. But like size, when you're undersized for a given position, he was a power forward without shoes. He's like under, he might be six four and three quarters, six five. People go, what position is he going to play? He's not that fast. He's not a great shooter. Like this, him going in the second round is not that nuts. He was going to go probably somewhere between 25 and 35. That was the range given on what he was coming out of college. Even though I think if you go to his Wikipedia page, he's like the all time triple doubles leader in Michigan State. He was one of their all-time great collegiate players. Just because you're a great college player does not mean you're a great NBA prospect. Hell, look at Kuzma. Did anyone think Kuzma was going to be this good? No. What what pick did he go? End of the first Back round. End of the first round. But no, people in was he a first-team All-Pac-12 guy? 
Uh, I don't. Re- I mean, there's ten guys on the team. He might have been. I mean, but, but I think he might have been a second team All Pac-12 guy. Like, was he legit the top? Like, if you were doing no. lineup, he was no. not one of the five best players in the conference. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. I'm just. I think sometimes we forget. No, I, here's what I'll tell you about him: is like, I, coaches in the league thought he should come. His they thought he should come back to school, and we'll admit it now. Like, God, we did not see that coming. Well, because basketball. Vividly remember Lee Moon. We were at a party, and our buddy Lee Moon was there, and Paul George was like kind of on the fence. Ryan Matthews has already declared coming out early, and Paul George was like, "I think I'm going to come out early too." And everyone in the house was like, "Ryan's making the right decision. We need to talk to Paul George. What is he doing?" Well, he went tenth. Larry Legend picked him, and the rest is history. I think basketball is hard sometimes because. Even way more than football, there's just this upside that it's – the NBA game's a little freer. Like most time, college football is pretty free. Like they, they spread the ball out. Like you get a lot of touches. In the college basketball, the game's shorter. The offense can be a little more muddied down. Uh, if you don't – if you're a non-point guard and your point guard's average, it's you're a little limited, right? Like Paul, for example, just played on pretty terrible teams. Basketball's hard. I, I I think it's I think it's crazy how hard it would be to scout in the in the NBA, because even if you finding out about the person, like think just how n- immature you are as a human being as a guy at 19 years old from what you are at 24, 25. It's, it's just a complete guessing game. Even if you do have the physical attributes, it's crazy. Uh, Kuzma was first team all league that year. Was that 15? 16, 17. What was the team? Lonzo? Uh, yeah, Lonzo, Bryce Alford, Reed Travis, uh, Markel Fultz. I don't have the whole one in front of me. Uh, Dylan, Dylan, Dylan Brooks. Some pretty good players, guy. Larry Markinen, TJ Leaf. God damn. TJ Leaf in the Ivan NBA Rabb. right now? Uh, Derek White you, from Colorado. Is that, is that the uh, Spurs point guard? Yeah. That guy's pretty good, too. Yeah. I was watching, flipped on yesterday, the G League game that Schiller was calling for the for the uh, Warriors. They were playing yeah. OKC's team. Uh-huh. Bryce Alford was OKC's G League's best player. Hmm. He's probably like, you know, uh, what do you call in baseball? Four A guy, not a major yeah. leaguer, but better than most people in the minors. Like Bryce Alford's kicking people the shit out of people in the G League. Like he's good, but he's not probably good. Enough. Maybe he is in this day and age. Why couldn't he just shoot a little? I guess he's a midget. How tall is Bryce Alford? Six one. Yeah, I don't know. Like Steve Kerr made a long career, but he's probably a little taller. Steve was. He's kind of nuts too, but so is Bry- it's not like Bryce is soft. I was just watching him. I mean, you just, you just go, God, this guy's pretty good. This guy could show up to any pickup game in America and just dominate. Yeah, but he can't make the NBA. Uh, I'll tell you, man. I I I think next year is going to be. I mean, I'm I'm stating an obvious thing. This is not just my take, but fascinating for the Warriors. Like, it's one thing to get the KD, but what happens if that guy leaves? And we've been talking about, well, 
you know, it stunts Steph, it stunts Clay. But then you watch you watch him in that Rockets game or just any game, the Kings game, you're just like, oh my, this guy is a, I mean, duh, just nobody like him. Like yeah, I think, win, like big, my point. Here's my point. Lost guy. Here, but here's my point. Winning a championship post KD could be the most impressive championship the Warriors win if they can do it. I I, like there's going to be a like you'll Warriors fans will be sad to lose them, but there's going to be a ton of juice for that team going into the season. Like there hasn't been in a few years because everyone kind of thinks it's a foregone conclusion every year. The problem would be he bounces. Let's say Draymond comes back. Yeah. They to me would still probably be not the clear cut favorite, but the favorite. Yeah, but it's. I'm just saying it's been hard with Kevin. Like no, I know. Moments. So they they it would be tough. But part of the reason it would be tough is they would depend so much on Steph and Clay, and those guys have played a huge role for the last five years playing into the NBA Finals. Like they might just run out of gas. Well, they might, but but it's also like to me that's how Steph wins another MVP. I agree, but it, how does he? How would he physically? He might just need a year where they get bounced in the second round and then win it the following year. Yeah, because there's a chance that he's just going to get tired. I mean, he's they win it this year. That's four and five years where he's played, and the other five year, the other year they lost, they went to Game Seven. So they've played in the mid to late June every year since like 2013. Michael didn't even do that because he took a fucking year off. LeBron did it, but he's but he's a freak. Yeah, I, I just think they would run out of gas probably next year. Like that would be the year to get them, and then they'd come back the following year, guns blazing, where you just get that extra month off. Like, I'm watching. You see Bumgarner's line yesterday? No, but I know they're zero three. So what did he do? It was like six hits or five hits, six earned runs. His ERA is fifty four. He made it through one inning, even though he his velocity was up and he felt good about it. Now again, it's he just he might have just been throwing only fastballs or whatever. But my point is just. It's I mean, it's February 24th. That season is long. That's baseball. In basketball, you're actually doing physical shit. I mean, you just go play go play a pickup game at your local gym just to 11. Full court, you will be gassed. This you might be the year to let Kevin lead the way for the championship. Like, just let him have everything. Resting well, for kinda, next year. They kind of did last year, didn't they? Yeah. Kind of. Steph was good. Um, all right, so we mentioned it. Let's get back would to it, it. Would it. Would it cripple the dynasty if Clay also left? Yes. <laughs> that would be bad. Just shot. I, be like, I thought we knew you. We to me, we I, you. I think you have to be doing, and I would imagine this, is just be in constant dialogue. Like, we're going to match you. We're going to match Just keep him completely happy. And just because, Kevin, you don't really control. He knows the maxes they're available. But you just max Clay and whatever Kevin does is somewhat out of your control. Yeah. Because if he were to leave, it would cripple the team. <laughs> They'd right. be fucked. I'd be shocked, wouldn't you? One thousand percent. But I do think they're so headstrong and hell bent on keeping Kevin that you not look past him, but it's easy to kind of just oh he's luckily he's easy going guy. Yeah, yeah, they're lucky. But I think that you start thinking that a little too much. It drives any human like you think I'm just going to give in. You only offered me one fifty. All right, NFL Combine this week. Kyler Murray waiting on his weight. Peter King said he's what do you say? He's two ten. 206, whatever it was. 206. 206 is what Peter says. Kyler Murray about baseball. Quote, I mean, on the A's. They can hold out hope all they want to. I'm going to play football. Which sounds kind of mean, but then he went on to say, the A's were the best possible situation for me. They were great throughout the season. Left me alone. Let me do my own thing. 
let me, but also let me know how much I meant to them, that type of stuff. Telling them was tough. This is what he said during the Oklahoma-Texas basketball game. He gave um, a press conference, I think, before. So, I mean, like, part of this has to be just, this is what he has to say right now, right? Yeah, what else are you going to say? Like, he has to make NFL teams think there's no way he's going back. But I already believe him. Like, he doesn't have to convince me. That he's what? 100% in on, on football. Yeah, it was the, he had no choice. I, I don't, the good thing if you're a baseball, you know, if you're an A's guy, you're like, well, he wasn't going to play this year or next year. He has zero impact on your team. Like whether you're going to make the playoffs or not make the playoffs. Because if this was the equivalent in basketball or football, it would be a devastating blow, right? Yeah. If your top 10 pick said, I'm going to play a different sport, I'm out. I mean, in football, it would be a disaster. In the NBA, it would be pretty bad too. It'd be it'd be devastating in both sports. In baseball, like it sucks, but it doesn't suck that much. Like, has it really changed Billy? When, when Billy says, "I don't when it's really going to suck," is like four years from now when like yeah, four of the top nine picks are in the big leagues or something in an All Star game, or just four of the five guys from like pick ten to eighteen that went after him that they probably would have picked are good. Right, like two. There's two Degroms, and there's a judge. Well, when they're trying to do a trade in in two years, and they don't have him with like a 340 on base in Double A, that's when it's going to hurt. They don't have him yeah, to trade. Yeah, it's, it's it's just a zero. I I just think it's one of the all time unique situations. Have you watched the Dion one yet? No, I still haven't. I can't like I need to DVR it, but I don't see it. Yeah, it was on randomly one night, and I DVR'd it, and I went back and watched. It wouldn't even be possible. I had forgotten. I didn't forget because I was so young, like 91. His baseball contract guy would end on the 31st of June, and he'd just go to training camp. I mean, it's just it's something that would not even happen. And then the one year, I think in 93, the first time they ever made a legit run in Atlanta, and it was he also got to play for both Atlanta teams, so it just kind of worked out. But he told them, if we go to the World Series, I'm going to stay. I'm going to commit to baseball. But And the way John Sherholtz took it was he was not also going to play football. And Dion's like, I, I didn't even have a contract because my contract ended on the 31st. I was just being in good faith saying I was also going to play football, but I'm still going to play in the football games. And Jerry Glanville was like, yeah, I didn't give a shit. I just We just faxed Dion the game plan. He'd be good to go. He'd like show up and play both ways. It didn't matter. God. But the the a the the Atlanta Braves because like, people forget baseball in like the early '90s was football equivalent. It was a really big deal. They were really mad at Dion. So one World Series game they sat him, and then a couple more. He 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 was the he started the rest four or the other four games and he hit like 500. Like he was a fucking legit. No chance Kyler Murray's as good as a baseball player as Dion. Like if Dion would have committed to baseball, he would have been a fringe All Star. He was really John Smoltz used to be like. I don't think people un- – he said in this doc, I don't think people grasp how good he was at baseball. He hurt his foot in the football game, guy, and then the first time he got on in the baseball game, stole the base because they put him in at a pitch runner. It was just incredible. But that, that's, that wouldn't even be feasible now, right, to do a baseball through the 31st and then show up to training camp. It's just not the way our sport – there's too much money and just society has changed. The irony is football practice is less – but you also, like Jerry Glanville, and they were saying, that you didn't need to practice as much. He's a corner, and he was the right. best corner. So he'd need some reps and need the game plan. But 
it was just, it's just it's be impossible do, as a quarterback. Do you so this week, like at the combine, do you think teams are concerned about Kyler wanting to play baseball? I think it's a question. Every team that meets with them is going to talk about it. Where his head's at, they haven't talked to him. So, and I and I do think he put out the statements, but they've also seen the way he acted with a Dan Patrick. Are you are you just saying this to say it? And you only get 15 minutes with him. He is. I mean, he's the biggest. He's good for the NFL because you got a, at the combine you got a star. You know, every year you'd like to have like a Johnny, a Cam Newton, just someone that's polarizing. Lamar was kind of like that last year. Uh, Kyler is Michael Sam. That was good for business guy. It was. He was on the cover. I I had forgotten he was like on the cover of SI. You know the thing was Michael Sam just wasn't that good of a player. Well, it turned out, yeah. Where did he get drafted? Like at the end of the seventh, I think, by the Rams. That's right. Um, yeah, I, his boyfriend on TV. That's yeah. Well, when he yeah, yeah. when he got drafted, yeah. Um, turned out he was like a sneaky me guy. Remember? Yes, I do <laughs> he was like that. God. He's you know it's, no one cares. He's a bad teammate. Um, like the Kyler thing feels like. Usually, we're talking about is a guy going to throw or not? It doesn't see. I mean, that is a question with him. But it's not really the question. The bigger question is what you said. Like, are teams going to come away thinking I want this guy to lead my locker room? Yeah, to me, the throwing is pretty overrated. It, players get too worked up on it, good or bad. If I think you on film are a great thrower, and that's one thing that everyone thinks in the league, that he's a great thrower of the football and a really accurate thrower, th- whether you throw at the combine or not, I think agents get into their own head and like, don't throw! Well, remember Cam Newton threw? I vividly remember watching that. Because I didn't go to that combine when I was working in the league or maybe went for half and I was at home. He missed every throw. It was a disaster. Get What happened to Cam Newton? He went one. Now, it's a little different. He was 6'6", ran like a deer, looks like LeBron James. So if, if Kyler did throw poorly, but to me his tape speaks for itself. I just don't someone, know why you would ever throw this thing anymore. I think DJ or someone tweeted this. Oh, maybe it was uh, Schrager. Last year, Lamar refused to run the 40. Now, I think part of that was there was a lot of buzz building. Could he play receiver? There's not that buzz. And he didn't want to feed into it. Yeah, he didn't want to feed. His mom, remember, he didn't really have an agent and his parents, and they they didn't do it, which I thought was stupid, like Lamar. And a lot of NFL people were like, Lamar, you're going to get drafted as a quarterback. If you're going to run a 4-4, which you are, you might as well run. It'll get everyone talking about you. If I'm Kyler Murray, I would run the 40. Unless every 40 you've ever run has always been slow, and you're like, well, it's not going to look as good as I play. Then I'd get it. But he should run. Throwing to me doesn't matter. But Traeger said, what if, like Lamar with the 40, he refuses to get measured? You never see that. But what if he's like, I'm not stepping on the scale or get letting you uh, measure my hands? That would feel pretty different because that's one of those, like, that doesn't change. Throwing changes because you're with your own receivers. Your height isn't changing. Your weight could change. You could say, well, I need another month to get bigger. Okay. But your height isn't changing between now and if he refused to ever get measured, would that affect his draft stock? Like, if he just doesn't yeah, release I, any I think a lot of people would just not understand because are you just putting on a bunch of muscle that you're actually not going to have when you play to look bigger and then you won't even get weighed and then you won't run because you're slower at a bigger pace? You know, at a bigger, unrealistic size? You would never play like that? I, I, I'll be shocked if he doesn't, but it's not crazy. Why wouldn't you just avoid it? NBA teams avoid like giving out medical information. You see me. 
eyeball me. Then he would get blasted by all the teams. Like, why aren't you getting measured? You got small hands. They would also, call. But the other thing about it is, we're looking at you. We know we just met you. We know you're short. Well, you're sitting here. I mean, put your hands out. <laughs> well, that would be the thing to do is like get a photo of him next to somebody and have like, should he, is he just gonna like walk around like hunched or is he gonna wear like heels or lifts or like you did could you see the? Did you see the picture of Bobo on this weekend? No. The the Sixers tweeted it out. A little kid high fived him, and he put his hand out, and the kid's hand barely covered the thumb. And then Bobon quoted the tweet like, "Newsflash, I got big hands." Bo- Bobon's a pretty good uh, social media. No, he's he's oh, not here's bad. Here's the photo. Oh my god, <laughs> he's got he's got big hands. True life, I have big hands. I wouldn't be shocked though. We some guys just hold out for whatever reason. But again, does that mean? Do you think? Do you think is that scenario that he would not get measured at the combine, but then get measured at his pro day, or not do it no, at all? You wouldn't get you wouldn't get measured at all. Well, then we would have just everybody just – you would take photos and try to measure him next to somebody. And, and Well, I think everyone would just come to the conclusion he's got small hands he doesn't want anyone to know. I think that would be the conclusion. Yeah. Even though the one thing he has – everyone knows he's short, right? It's almost like, you know, is he 5'11 or 6 foot? They all think he's 5'9". It's not like Aaron Rodgers. Like, you're shorter than you look on TV. But I do think the weight – so if he measures, let's say he weighs in, what's today, Monday, quarterbacks usually throw on Saturday or Sunday, he'll probably weigh in on Friday, Thursday or Friday. Then let's say he weighs in at 210. It's like, damn, there's no way. And a lot of the scouts had when they went through, he was probably like 180. So he just, because he's got this freak genetics and just put on a crazy amount of muscle. And then he refuses to run. What if you go, he just put on all this weight that's not realistic. You know, I think teams would struggle. I think he would become more polarizing. You'd be like, well, he's probably really 190. You know, he's never going to play this big. That was the one thing with Russell. He stepped on the scale at, in se- senior year in college. He's 225. You're like, oh, this guy's just built like a brick shit house. Yeah. And you and me have stood by him on the, like, he's just, he's just thick. He's yeah, short, he but he's thick. Yep. He, he, he probably has more of a running back type body, right? That's how a lot of running backs look. 5'10, 220. Yeah. Stout. Yeah, just just Frank Gore type body. I I just think people view Kyler Murray more just kind of thin. But that was remember he... that was a, that was a knock on Teddy, skinny legs and skinny. Yeah, but he yeah. but he was at least tall. Same with Lamar. They were six two, six three. I I look past all that stuff. Kinda. Teddy wasn't didn't have a great arm. I don't really know what to make of Teddy. Where we're at now. He's a free agent. Is anyone going to pay him? People think he's good, kind of, but he's not. I, I don't know. Is he better than Mariota? I think you can't say that right now because he just hasn't played. Yeah. But he was pretty good in the preseason, but what does that really mean? I saw yesterday he went with like a, a Lattimore and a couple other guys on the Saints just on Saturday to fuck around in the Dome, like throw. And Sean Payton was like tweeting back and forth with him. Cody Parkey Teddy was playing receiver, and Lattimore was the quarterback, and he went like throwing a post in the back of the end zone, or like a you know at the back pylon. Yeah. And whoever the corner was, might have been the dude from Utah. It was like all those type guys hanging out, like picks it off, and Sean Payton was making fun of Teddy, like don't play receiver. It was kind of just funny. <laughs> it was like remember when Jack would try to tweet with everyone, but it wasn't as kind of real. Like Sean really is just bored at home fucking with him. Uh. 
right, other draft thing. I was just looking at um, Joe Joe Fan John dot com. Talked to seventeen draft kind of people. Charlie Casserly. Uh, I'm just going down the list here. Todd McShay, Mel Kiper, um, and asked who they think the Niners are going to take. Mayock. Uh, Mayock not on the list. We'll call I guess Mayock's not sharing his picks anymore. Mayock should do a mock draft on Raiders.com. Actually, that's a good call. MJD. Uh, Seventeen people. Eleven. Eleven of the seventeen said Josh Allen from Kentucky. Uh, three said Nick Bosa. Uh, one said uh, two said Quinn and Williams, and one said Ed Oliver. So that is to say, pass rusher seems to be a pretty uh, pretty safe bet for the Forty ers at this point. Um, but I do wonder this week, like from the combine, it seems like there's three cornerbacks. Now at two, you're not taking one of these guys. But it does seem like there's three cornerbacks that people like. And one of them's Byron Murphy. One of them's Greedy Williams. Um, it does seem like this could be a big week just for one of those guys, potentially, to move up draft boards. I don't think to the point at number two. I just really want the Niners to have a shutdown corner. Look off. I, I want that badly. Um, and the Raiders, for that matter, too. They've tried. But, like, I just love – like, we're talking about Gary Gar- and Conley was pretty good last year, actually. Yeah, as well, the season went I, on. I know. I, I'm giving them credit for it. I'm just saying, like, a lot a – D- you know you know how I feel about D-linemen in the draft. This year, I'd, I'd accept it. But I do feel like what they're missing is, is just a premium cornerback. I, I, I think, Guy, when you look – just look at the NFL. As a Niner homer. I mean, look at look at the playoffs, you Niner homer. I think the lockdown corner is pretty overrated now, just given the rules. Like Richard Sherman five years ago would not be able to be as physical. Remember, by the end of the last couple of years, the rules were changing against those guys, and they couldn't quite play the same. Now, if you are Dion, like a cover or Revis in his prime, they can just mirror you wherever you go. You could play in any rules. Flag football to the NFL now to the NFL back in the day. Look at the teams just in the Final Four. The Patriots, they had Gilmore. They paid for it, though. They didn't draft him. He was a lockdown corner. But their defensive line, they're an outlier because they got fucking Belichick. The, the Chiefs, their defense was terrible, but they led the league in sacks. Like The one thing they hung their hat on is they created a lot of turnovers because their front, they had multiple guys to get you double-digit sacks. They traded their best cover corner. Now, he was a headache, but they just traded him. And the Rams, let's call it, they were in the Final Four. They were, hell, they were in the Super Bowl. He was not, Marcus Peters probably had his worst year of the last three, don't you think? Whenever I watched him, I was like, hey, he's kind of getting burned. He can't run. He's just a zone corner. Then you look at who else was the Saints. I mean, Lattimore's pretty good, but they draft, they didn't draft him two or five. They drafted him 11. I'll take, I'll take a top corner, you know, probably in the late, early teens. I, I just... In this day and age, to me, it's all about pass rush, pass rush, pass rush. Look at the look at the Bears. They are 100% built up front. I also think, and this is where cutting Reuben Foster hurts them a little bit, the Reuben Foster types, we loved Rokon last year, the Devin White kid. I would rather have Devin White. He's basically a higher care. He's basically Rokon. Because Reuben, the problem is you just can't trust him. So it's hard to even quantify what Reuben is. But... It's clear Ruben was a really talented player. The Niners are worse off from a football standpoint without Ruben Foster. Yeah. Can we agree there? Yeah, definitely. 
that if you told me they'd get Reuben Foster's equivalent, but a super high character guy in Devin White and trading back, I would rather have my three down Patrick Willis, Luke Keekley type, Roquan. Roquan was fucking awesome last year for the Bears. Under Kind of flew under the radar because Khalil and, and the kicks and all those guys got all the credit. I'd take that in this day and age because so many people are throwing the running back a lot. You just the run game is a lot of like outside zone, so I need you to be going sideline to sideline. I just don't know who's a lockdown corner in the NFL right now, guy. Well, like here's one example, right? Is last year the Browns now they're unique because they had a pass rusher, but they took Denzel Ward over Bradley Chubb, right? And that turned out to be a pretty good pick. So Chubb had like 14 sacks. Would they have been better off with Chubb right now and Miles Garrett? I don't know. I mean, I don't know they would have. Like I, I think they're happy with their pick. No, I think they are because the guy is really talented, but he's a smaller guy. A couple games I watched, I'm going to his NFL page right now. He got knocked out of trying to tackle. He's not a great tackler, which you don't, as Dion would say, I, I don't get paid to tackle, which is true. I'm but, not saying you don't need pass rushers, and I'm not even saying it's more important than pass rushers. I'm just, and, and at number two, I don't think it's really a consideration. But I'm just saying, he's like, good. I, I mean, I'm he looking had, at a lot of these mock drafts. A lot of these mock drafts, there are like no corners going in the top twenty. To me, his comp would be, and that seems like that to me doesn't match up with what I'm watching, which is people are throwing the ball all over the place. His comp would be, and this guy could have a fucking huge combine. I, I don't, you know more about him than me, besides just watching him play. I don't know about the. I haven't texted around about the athlete. Denzel Ward went to the combine last year, and was just freakish. Was an elite athlete. Can Byron Murphy, who's undersized, because Denzel Ward also small, can he go to the combine, run a four four zero, jump forty inches? Because the tape speaks for itself, right? He has, you know, countless PBUs and ton of picks. You you couldn't watch them without him getting his hands on multiple balls, if not intercepting a ball. He's awesome, but he's small. And a lot of teams look at the fucking Forty ers They got any midget corners? They got Richard Sherman and. The guy's not a very good player. And this is always my knock with pigeonhole. I got to have a big corner. Like, you notice Belichick, he just wants good players. Yeah. If you can cover, he'll. Malcolm Butler's bigger, but that was an undrafted free agent. I'd rather have Gilmore than a smaller corner. But if I got to have. If I can get Denzel Ward in Byron Murphy, you know, he's going to go higher than you think. But he's got to have a big combine. Because I, I think. It turns a lot of teams off when they're small. Akella Weatherspoon's the guy I'm thinking of. And he's he stinks, but he's tall. Right, but he's not a tackler, as we found out either, and he's not like, a. Byron Murphy will fucking hit you. Yeah, like I think the anticipation for Murphy is that he's gonna. I don't know how fast he's gonna run, but I think people feel really good about his like his agility, athleticism stuff. So you don't think he's the hype is not he's gonna run a four four zero? I don't think so. That doesn't to me to me at that. At but that I don't size. know. I don't know. I, I'm just saying. Like I think what everybody thinks about him is that he's an elite. I don't know if he's a speed athlete, but that he's just an elite athlete. Well, that that's where his 40 time is going to matter, guy. Because do you know what Denzel Ward ran at the combine? What's that? 4-3-2. Wow. His vertical jump was 39. So he was Let me an elite explosive athlete. To yeah, me, see, I, I don't think he's say, I don't think he's at that level. Well, so let's say let's just do a hypothetical. He runs a 4-5-1. Like that's not ideal. Like, that's how a guy with that much production ends up in the second round. But then three years later, you're like, damn, you got that guy in the second round? That's just the way the NFL works. A couple years ago, 
uh, Desmond King, who was really good at Iowa, had a ton of picks, went to the combine, he ran slow. He might have gone like the fourth round. But you fuck, you watch the Chargers, you're like, God, Desmond King, another pick six. I mean, that's, I, I think Byron, what's that, Murphy? Yeah, Murphy. I'm trying to find, you know, they do like a team combine People thing. People want to call him Byron Marshall. Who's that? I don't know. Is it what was? Wasn't there a, a what was the Marshall that came from Fresno State? Richard Wilbur Marshall. Richard Marshall. Richard was a guy though that you know went to the combine and was awesome, and he went well first couple picks in the second round that year. The combine matters for corners. Speed matters. Now I most guys aren't going to be four three two. That's freakish. No shit, that guy went to the top five. That's that's incredible. He's an explosive athlete, and he's got good ball skills. To me, Byron's just got to be in the four fours. I'm trying There's to find a, his they, – like, Washington, you do, they do, like, a team combine deal, you know? I'm trying to find what his 40 time was last year if he ran it. I'm going to text uh, Buddy right now. What number is he? Uh, one. Byron Marshall? <laughs> Murphy. Murphy. Yeah. I just from you know what it seems like John is that he is the he's probably not a Niners fit because he's like the zone cover guy and Greedy he's, is the man cover guy and the guy from Georgia is the mix of the two. Greedy's pretty good, and he's shutting down guys in the SEC. To me, Greedy's gonna go. There's no chance Byron Murphy goes ahead of Greedy unless he runs. And how sweet of a name for a corner is Greedy Williams? Like Greedy, like, that's just a sweet name. Uh, unless Byron runs in like the high four threes, because it's hard to be short and slower. And I'm not saying he's slow, because you can be slow if you're his own corner. Yeah, I don't need you to be a speed demon. That's the one thing when uh, they say that Greg Williams, the now Jets defensive coordinator, helped talk Dorsey into this guy because he runs a man. He's big on man defense. That's what they ran forever when he was kicking ass with the Saints all those years. Kill the head, the body will die. That's what they did, you know, with... <laughs> they had that on t-shirts? <laughs> yeah. That's what they do. Hire me that's and you have to hire my son. Cleveland. That's the new t-shirt. Hire me and you have to hire my kid. I'm trying to think, who is the Cleveland Browns defensive coordinator? Is it Steve Wilkes? I don't even know. I'd have to Google. Who the fuck they hire? I know Vance is the Arizona one. They better run a, a, a man cover scheme because he's a man corner. Denzel Ward. That's where that's where when you turn over coaches, you got to be careful. Like, what if you go greedy Williams and then next year your defense changes and he doesn't really fit? You know, the good that's the thing about defensive linemen. Miles Garrett, and Nick Bosa, these guys fit fucking any scheme. That's where I think Play. greedy fits for the Niners. But what if they? What if what's his name gets shit canned at the end of this year and you run a new three four defense? Yeah, well, that's a great part. Like. Vic leaves, they hire Chuck Pagano. What's Khalil Mack going to do? I don't know, whatever you ask him to do. What's Akeem Hicks going to do? I don't know, he's 6'6", 350, he'll fucking throw people away. Put him wherever you want. <laughs> but, but, that's but, what, it, but that's where, like, you're a coach, you go, okay, who do I have here? Let's play a defense that works for that player and these players. You, you know? Instead of, here's what I do, let's put square round pegs and square holes, or square pegs and round holes. Okay, here's I said, what will Byron Murphy run? My guy's response, slow. Yeah, that's... Four, four mid four fives, and he weighs 185 pounds. It's not good. So, But again, but he, it's, it's but zone But he's a guy teams. that has a ton of hype. Like Mel Kuyper, a lot of people, everyone loves him. 
Because, again, if you watch a Washington game, and they've played in a lot of big games the last couple of years, that motherfucker made every play. What In the Pac-12 championship game, now granted it was like a seven-string quarterback for Utah. Didn't he have two picks and one pick six? He had the one he was on the, awesome. like, the bounce ball in the area. Yeah, it was sweet. And he has – you just type into Twitter his name and just highlights come up of him just rocking dudes. Like he's an awesome player. But when you run a 4.55 and you weigh 185 pounds and you're 5.10, he's going to be one of those guys well, that you go – how did the Patriots get this guy at the end of the second round? Well, but John, maybe Miserable's going to suck. Maybe this goes. Maybe this becomes good news for the 49ers in that if Draymond is, it's Draymond is. If these mock drafts are an indication of how this draft is going to go, which is no DBs in the top half of the first round, then maybe you can end up with a pretty good player at the top of the second round. Well, you are. That's where I saw one DJ quote was, "This is one of the just deeper drafts. I don't know if it's quite as high endy." You know, the Julios, the super elite, the clowny types. But this is one of those where you're going to feel good if you're the Chiefs drafting the end of the first round. You might get fucking Byron Murphy. You you know? Yeah. You might get Nikhil Harry. J.J. Sega-Whiteside? That's probably more of a fourth-round pick. I See, it feels like he's going to go higher than that. Let's see what he well, does this it's week. Another, what's he going to run? Is he going to run 4-6-8? Yeah. How many 4-6-8 guys... He's just another guy to me that's just the tape. Like, all his catches are contested. But, again, that's where the combine really comes in, guy. I got to see, because if he does run a 4-7-0, I go, the tape is awesome, and let's watch him against Murphy. Right. But beside that, how many NFL corners did he play in the Pac-12? And, two, was he ever running away from anyone? How's he going to run away? Good releases, John. Where does he have some good releases? To me, I'd guess 4-7-0. Just uh, off nothing, just kind of watching him a little. You think that's fair? Yeah, I, I would guess it's not going to be. It's not going to blow anybody away. Um, which piece of breaking news do you want, door A or door B? We just had breaking news? Well, semi, not really. One, Bryce, door, Bryce is going to choose between the Dodgers, the Phillies, and the Giants by the end of the week. Okay. How about the how about the Dodgers kind of sneaky flew in the under the radar? Well, they're starting to see value maybe. Uh, and then the uh, – or maybe not. And then the other one was – uh, Robert Kraft was at the massage parlor the morning of the AFC championship game. I saw somebody tweet like tracking Robert Kraft's flight in three, two of the AFC championship game in Kansas city the game was not in Florida, John. So you're saying he started the day off with a rub and tug and then flew to Arrowhead. Correct. This is not he flew to where that... Arrowhead. Oh, I don't Code name. I mean, he... Even if you got oh, a G4, day. it's not like they're next door to each other. Well, I don't know what it's time. Not... Maybe they can open early for premium customers. What time did that game start for us? 3.30, so 5.30 there? God, I mean, that's kind of crazy. Flightaware.com. I do think the casual fan, like Mark Davis, flies on the team charter. Most owners fly themselves separate. Probably because you can get a rub and tug and then fly to the game. Well, it's like, did he have to go to Florida? That's the only, I mean, if that's the case, if, like, that's the only one he could go to. That's, that's pretty nuts. Then, then he was more than just an occasional, like, oh, I happened to pop in once. You know what I mean? If you've got, like, I, a home course for massage I also parlors. Think, I also think that represents a little bit. We know these guys lead different lives. That's, if you have work now, or something to be in in Kansas City, you're not going to be in Florida that morning. That's pretty crazy. I will say, like, I guess if it's just by, is it somewhere near where he lived, uh, his house down there, and he was just home? Or did he fly down there specifically from, like, did he fly from New England, from Boston, then 
bounce and fly to Kansas City, or was he just down there? Wouldn't it be fair to assume that he's got a house in Jupiter, Florida? Yeah, a I lot of rich people live yeah. there. And a lot of people from the Northeast have place in Florida, right? If you live in New York, you live in Boston, you live in Philly, like you and I, I mean, we don't really vacation, but if we did, like you don't, don't really need vacation. Anywhere. You don't need to do it in California. In the Northeast, you do, a lot of people do head down to Florida, right? Right. Yeah. It's just a natural, it's just so cold. It's not that weird. So I would imagine the craft has an estate in Jupiter. Uh, feels like Zion's going to play, doesn't it? Yeah, he was, uh, was watching some of the Syracuse game, and he was he was on the he, I mean he was on the bench going nuts. What did you think of Beheim coaching the game? I I gotta go drop some off at my mom's house tonight, so I record a three and out podcast on Sunday. And I just basically answered all these middle cop mailbag questions because I had like 50 DMs. So I'm like, fuck, I'll just do a mailbag. And one of the questions was randomly like, what do you think of Bayheim killing the guy? Yeah. And I'm glad I, I hadn't sent this out yet because I just like, you know, I took the stance of I never feel bad for a guy walking on a freeway. Like you get hit. I, I don't feel that bad. Then, But I'm like, I prefaced it with I have not read about the story yet. I don't have all the details, but I don't feel bad if you're just aimlessly walking on the freeway. Well, it turns out the guy got in a fender bender. They pulled over. The one guy in the car was like out of the car walking to make sure the other guys were okay. Right. So it wasn't just aimlessly Well, I, I think the car was like more in the middle of the street, and this guy had walked to the shoulder, right? And, and then Bayheim's approaching, see. sees the car, swerves to the right to the shoulder area, and that's where the guy is. Yeah. So this was not just some hobo walking around no. the street. No. It was an innocent human that was not supposed to be there. So I got to go cut that answer out right now before I send it off. Oh, okay. Uh, I, this is the definition of an accident. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't... I, I, I don't understand the, like, Beheim cannot coach this game. Like, I don't quite get it. What's he going to do? Just sit there and mourn? I saw his post game. He was pretty. I hadn't really seen Jim Beheim like that. Um, well, the quote anyway, I saw. what we're talking that, about. But. Coach K said that he's like, Jim's not a lovey-dovey guy. I've won three gold medals with him, and we'd never hugged. They hugged after this game. And he's like, yeah, I could tell he was pretty rattled. How could you not be? Yeah. Um, so I, I do think he's he didn't no one wanted it to happen. So I because to me, I'm always kind of whenever I see someone get hit on the freeway, if you're walking on the freeway, you're fucking nuts. Even if you're if you get in an accident, especially at night, you stay in your car. You're safer tough, there. Though, your car's in the middle of the street. Like, it's just you're you know, I, I don't I don't know what the playbook is on that. I don't know either, but I, I, I don't feel like Jim Beheim is vehicular manslaughter or anything. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, well, he's not. He was so he was just driving home. Yeah. Anyway, but that has nothing to do with Zion. No, like, but Zion was that Zion's game. gonna play, John, despite all the Twitter telling him he shouldn't play. That's what it feels like. Which I, I I would understand if he didn't. I would understand if somebody just didn't play college ball at all. But like my feeling is a selfish. Good for me and good for us. But good for him. Like he wants to play, go play. Like I I commend him just for making his own decision if that's what he ends up doing. And if he ends up not doing it. As long as it's his decision and not like social media or everybody telling him not to go play. But he's going number one either way. Number one, number two, probably number one. Uh, so he doesn't need it. But I'm sure the scouts, everyone's going to love this about him. And it's part of wherever he ends up as a pro, 
part of what you're getting in this guy is somebody who just who really does, like when you watch him you go this guy is just a baller like he just goes and plays and plays his face off and it's part of what you love it's part of what makes him special um twitter, and again i feel that way about him whether he plays or not but it's part of why i think he's gonna play you know what twitter never takes into account maybe uh, yeah. the human just likes doing that maybe he just likes playing part of the reason this duke team is a big story right is all three of these guys decided to play together they yeah. like it they're like best friends well, there was an article about a couple days ago. I don't know if it was Pete Thamel. Somebody wrote an article about Bryce Love. And the basic, the basis of the article was everybody thinks Bryce Love made a mistake going back to school except for Bryce Love. Like, Bryce isn't that worried about it. The one thing I would say for him is he did tear his ACL, right? Yeah. No, I mean, there's no doubt. I'm just like, the point is just like, ultimately, if Bryce is cool with it, then who cares? True. Did he tear his ACL playing or after training? I don't remember. I think it was training. Might have been playing. I feel I, like it was playing, but but I, I that, don't. But then I don't remember like the game that. But it that happened. one was different. He had already played college football, and he'd already been a borderline Heisman guy. To me, this it'd be nuts if Zion went back to school. Like, what are these guys doing? Like, let's say they all pulled uh, Florida back when Noah Horford and Brewer, all those guys went back. We want to win another one. That'd be you guys are nuts. But to me, this one, you're playing basketball anyway. It's one thing if football. If he was like, I'm not going to play in any more games, I just can't risk it, people would understand. In basketball, you're, he's going to train no matter what. And if he's healthy and he can't really hurt himself, we were talking before the pod, he didn't shatter a leg. I mean, he sprained a knee. It's not that big of a deal. He's going to be fine. And he likes playing with the team. And it's fun. And he can win a national title. And he can become a fucking legend. Guess what? A lot of people watch the tournament. He has a lot of money still to gain. So I... Here's a question oh, for you. If, if, I, I, mean, if, I hate Twitter, but if, I love it at the same time. If he plays, if he tears an ACL in the national championship game, where would he get drafted? Like if Todd Gurley can blow an ACL and still go where he, he went at his position. he get drafted in the top five. Like it's not like Michael Porter, who is just like, does, I think he, he, exist, still, does he exist I think anymore? He still, I think he still might go one. Yeah, I do too. Like if teams, because you would still do a medical. Like, okay, we think he's going to heal from this. Like Michael well, Porter think, Jr. went, th- should have been the number one pick and went thirteenth in the NBA draft, where there's usually not thirteen great players. Think about Embiid and Simmons. Well, that was a back injury. That's a big difference. Embiid, Simmons, Embiid was hurt. He went third. Simmons got hurt in like training camp, missed the whole season, and still they don't regret that one at all. Blake. He tore an ACL in summer league, or it might have been the first game of the well, he season. His Remember first that year, yeah. But did he get? I think he got hurt the first game of the season. It might I have been in the so. preseason. Whatever it was, they did. The Clippers never regretted that move. So if you miss all year of Zion and you just get Blake Griffin, it's already worth it. He, no fucking chance he'd go out of the top three with a torn ACL. Now, if it was like Sean Livingston type deal, that might change it. But what you've been watching basketball for. 30 years, you can recall the top five worst injuries. I can't even begin in the NFL. To me, football and basketball don't parallel each other here. Like, how, how many major injuries happen to young people in basketball? It's not that many. They're just rare. And, even, and if it's just a normal ACL injury, it's proven over and over and over and over again. The guys usually come back. Now, it does derail elite, elite athletes, which he is, right? It derailed Derrick Rose's career. Right. But it was multiple ACLs. 
Michael Jordan broke his foot a second year, missed the majority of the year. I don't that know is a good point. Like, by the way, Michael Porter went 14, not 13. Like, part of Zion is the athleticism. So that but maybe he, would you give you also some say, like, what's up with Michael Porter? He's not one of the best teams in the NBA. They just don't even need him. They will. Like, but, he, just, but Johnny's barely him. practicing. Like, he. But they knew when they drafted him he was going to redshirt. Well, yeah, I mean, I know, but I'm just saying, like, he might just never have a career. Yeah, that that, and but but this isn't. But this guy was like the closest thing anyone's seen since Kevin Durant to Kevin Durant. Like he was. But I I I'd counter with Embiid. For, remember, it was the first year, and then the second year he got hurt again. It was and now he's become one of the best players in the league. You just never know. This is a so- ba- this is like a significant. This back injury is one that like people just like this guy went. Obviously, there was something there because he went 14th. Yeah, not not ideal. <laughs> not ideal. <laughs> like, people were scared off by, again, I, I what was never, one of I the think... greatest high school... Like, Michael Porter, I don't know if people fully... He's one of the greatest high school players most people have ever seen. Like, people put him up. People that watched him a lot put him up there. Well, this is what I'm saying with basketball players. I, I wouldn't... I don't even know how a GM GMs if you're not drafting one or two. It's just really hard. Look at Harry Giles, guy. Harry Giles didn't yeah. play for, like, three fucking years. I know. And now everyone's like, oh, no chance we're signing Willie Cauley-Stein. We move Bagley to the five... We got Harry Giles backing up. Everyone's like, yeah. But I will say this. Like, people who'd seen him practicing, like, I remember Doug Christie was adamant. Like, this guy. My point is there was a reason he, they even, the Kings, like, he dropped to 20 at one point in time. Yeah. I remember Darren Fox was on, like, Simmons' podcast or Woj's podcast, and they asked him who was the best high school player he ever saw. And he's like, it's not even close. It was Harry Giles. Things just. I hope it happens for Michael. He had an ACL injury, so it's a little different. I, I just. I hope it happens for Michael Porter. But it shows you, I think Harry Giles had three ACL injuries, and he still went 20. If if this guy just had, let's say, tears ACL in the tournament, doesn't even have to be in it, whatever game, or the next game back, wouldn't you be floored if he made it out of, like, the top two? Two, yep. Because you could probably justify, just take R.J. Barrett, I think he's really good. But, because you are losing a year with Zion, you just don't get him that year. So right. it's not like he gives you that much. Which is fine, then you draft first again the next year. Take him exactly. And then, then you, you pair Zion with, you know, Shaq's kid or whoever the next up and coming player is. Was Shaq's kid at? Did he have a heart attack or something? Yeah, he had a heart procedure. I don't know. If, I don't think it was a heart attack. I don't know what it was, but but he was definitely in the hospital because I saw Shaq tweet a picture like yeah. a couple months ago. Yeah, Sharif. Wasn't he, wasn't he a really good prospect or a little overhyped? Just the name. I, no, I mean I think he was a pretty good prospect. Picked UCLA over Arizona. I want to say. Well, remember, he was committed to Arizona. That's what it was. It yeah. happened with Sean Miller, and then he backed out with all the other players, and then Sean Miller was left with no players. And they players. had another dude, too, named Tiger Campbell, who's supposed to be like a legit point guard who tore his ACL, UCLA. UCLA. So they've had a lot of injuries this year. Yeah. Um, like, is this Sharif's career's not over? He's going to come no, back? No, it doesn't seem like it. I don't think so. He just missed the entire season. That's underrated, right? Shaq's kid is a player now. Like, I want to see that. Fuck you yeah. <laughs> I want to see Shaquille at games. Like, well, you realize the Pac-12 is having an off year, but also they just had some things go against them. Like, I mean, that would have been a big deal if UCLA's missing these two big players. They would have been better. Arizona just would have had a lot of good players. They wouldn't have gotten pop last year. Manu Bulls kid broke his foot or whatever. They yeah. just He's still going to games, though. But he's not playing. No, no, but I'm just saying, like, Zion, like, he, his college career is over. He's already set it, but he goes to all the games. He's, like, on the bench. High-level guy, that's all. I just think a lot of these guys, what else are you going to do? Sit at home? You're like, I like hanging out with these guys. Well, Guess especially if you're hurt. You, travel? you get a bunch of free food. If you're hurt, you can't go train. Yeah, you know. might as well just hang out with the team. Absolutely. The, you like the, they're friends. I know. That's the underrated part. The older you get, I think part of the reason Twitter's so cynical, you just don't, your friends are much more casual in the sense that you just 
you can text them a lot. You don't actually see them that much. Well, th- right. Like think it, and think it, about when you're this. young, you do spend a lot of time with your friends. Think about this. We were all once upon a time. We were all an age when you tried you your your goal was to go hang out with somebody and spend the night at their house to have a roommate basically. Like when you're in college, like having a roommate is fun. Nobody their freshman year is like you know what rather just live on my own. Like nobody does that. Now, could you imagine now? Like, you want a roommate? Do I? No, I will do whatever it takes to not have a roommate. I'll move. Not only a roommate, you're acting like that's in a home. A roommate in a dorm that oh, yeah. is share probably four hundred square feet. Share the same room. You share a room with somebody. You yeah, know, live I, I on a even... sleepover. Forget that. <laughs> on a single bed. But in and college, it's not you're even like, that weird. You're, you're you're plotting to like, how do we live together? How do we live together? Boy, you're get showering with all the people that are living on your dorm floor. It's fun as shit. It's just enjoyable. Wait, what? You know, you, everyone lives on the same dorm. Like, not showering. Yeah, <laughs> oh. that might have been. A, I meant like showering in community. You know, you, you all shaving. It's just you're all together. It's not even that weird. You're all shaving together. This was a highlight just mean, college. Like, no, I'm just saying that that's how you live. I can't even imagine doing that now. Everyone, <laughs> there's just bathrooms lined up, you know, and sinks. And you just look down, there's like three dudes shaving or like dudes walking out of the shower. You're like, what up, James? And they're like, what up, Bill? You want to go out tonight? It's just, you I, You couldn't, how, could I pay guy 400K right now to do that? 500K, for to live like that for a year. Boy, a year? I don't know. I mean, 500K is a lot of money, though. But to do that for a year, I think I'd go nuts by like no. week two. I, I would just lose stop. I would be sh- my I mind. Yeah, but that's part of the like. It's it's this is part of the fun of the. But I was also an outlier. Like, I had secret shitter locations at places at Cal Poly that no one knew about. You know, they were in like buildings that I didn't have classes in, just so I knew that you could get quiet time. Yeah, what was the name of the building at Fresno State? It was the um, Speech Arts Building. I think had a good. Like, I had private some secret Yeah. But yeah, I just I think Zion just kind of likes those guys, you know. <laughs> we also friends. the key my the key my freshman year was I I had applied late for housing, and so they hold what they do is they hold the handicap rooms until the very end, and then when they don't fill them, then you get backfilled with the people that are back on the waiting list. So I was in a handicap suite. So our our dorm room was massive. It was two 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 person suites, but we had like a super wide hallway, a much bigger bathroom massive living room like we had a, multiple bean bags and a foosball table in the living room because it was it was meant for like four people with wheelchairs uh that was my that was my door so we got lucky i mean we hit the jackpot it was a it was massive didn't deserve that one no that was my reward for applying late to housing was i hit the jackpot you still talk to people you live with not that uh, I haven't really talked to anybody from freshman year in a long time. No, sophomore year, yes. See, I, I do think you just make some relationships when you're super young that are just about things like everything now is about business and about career, you know, and just you deal with a lot of relationships that you don't want to have when you're young. You're just dealing with people that no one's in it for the wrong reasons. If you're friends with a guy, you're just legitimately friends with them, like. Think how hard it's going to be for Zion moving forward to just make normal friends. Right. The Cam Reddish and R.J. Barrett, just on a basic level, are just his friends where they can just talk still about the good-looking chick in class, the video games. Like, they can just talk talk shit about Coach K screaming at him. They just – they resonate on a level that he won't have moving forward. You don't worry about Paul's somebody telling him to demand a trade. Picture of you for social. No, it's just – 
his life is much more pure now. And I, I think he's just, you don't even realize when you're in it, he will one day looking back. And that's probably one thing that LeBron, he can be a little more killer of an, in, he has more killer instinct that way that he just circumvented that whole thing. And he's even well, said, I mean, that, think about it, John, he does ha- like his business, whatever LMRM or whatever it is that like, those are him and his high school buddies, right? Like they've like, he has maintained that circle. No, he has, credit. but it it's, 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 Money driven. Now they're close from a organic That's standpoint. True. That's true. Yeah. But they a lot of it now, like Rich and Maverick, is dr- like it just. How could it not be? Because if you're Rich and Maverick, you're also trying to make money. But I think part of that is it's probably. Like, I'm not who, saying who can that I it's trust, right? It's like yeah, there's only it, a small circle of guys I can really trust. He is lucky that he had. I've always been a Maverick Carter guy. I remember hearing him on a podcast like ten years ago. I think he's just really intelligent. I know nothing about Rich Paul. Besides that he runs clutch, like I've never even heard him talk. I've heard Maverick talk, and I've always been impressed. Like Maverick was going to make it in life, and a lot of high-level people always say, like, you meet Maverick, he's pretty impressive. He's not just some slappy. But Maverick's not really involved, at least f- f- to my knowledge, with the clutch deal. Because when they went down to watch Duke play Virginia, because that one game, remember they were up like playing Philly, he flew down with Rondo and Rich Paul to go watch. They are going to try to sign Zion. Clearly, I don't blame them. They should. So is everyone. That Rich Paul then like comes in Zion's life, even if they are friends, it'll just be a business relationship. I'm just glad that like to me, it's still cool that Bulls kid and Zion, these guys, fucking they like. I I give Nick Bosa credit when he left, but he showed up for the Rose Bowl. Who was the guy? Who was the guy that left? Stanford have a guy that left this year. Oh, no, it was Nikhil Harry. Showed it was Nikhil Harry. Yeah, he's like, I'm not going to play in the game. It was like, you know what? The game, they're playing Fresno State, it meant nothing. He paid his own way, Herm said, because they couldn't, once you leave the team, you can't. we can't pay you to fly out just to be there with his guys. Like, there is something. He lived with fucking Manny Wilkins. Like, that should, this Manny's, might be the last pro game he ever, or college, just football game he ever plays in. Maybe he gets a shot in the AF, but, like, that, to me, that shit matters. And that's the thing that Twitter... And a lot of the woke, progressive, young Twitter just acts like none of that shit means anything. And it, it still always does. And it should. I like Nikhil Harry a lot more when Herm was like, I'm glad he came. He didn't have to. That's the one thing that I – turns out he's so good it doesn't matter. Like when Christian McCaffrey – and I get it was like the UTEP Bowl or, you know, it was whatever that bowl is called, bowl. the Cotton Bowl or Sun Bowl. It's a weird trip. But it was like he just ditched everyone. I don't I don't care if you don't play, but you're not even going to go. So you're just saying that you don't give a fuck about any of these guys. No, I'm just saying I don't care enough to go to El Paso. It was one, I mean, is it like, Vegas? Like, Harry, what, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the game's in Boise? Uh, it doesn't look like there's any flights. Yeah. All right. Oh, Rose Bowl? I'll see you there. Yeah, exactly. Can I, I'll actually, I'm not that de-enrolling. I'm going to stay. I'm just not going to play. Can I get the gift bag? This NCAA tournament, I think, is going to be pretty good. But they need him in it. Yeah, they do. We all do. Gonzaga just get put at one? I don't know if – I haven't looked, but they should. I think I read the headline. I would imagine they did. They went to one and Duke dropped to like three. Yeah. North Carolina, I would imagine, in the top five, right? They just beat Duke. Yeah. It's pretty good. Tennessee's good. I mean, there's some good – Kentucky's good. Michigan State's good. Michigan's good. All the Blue Bloods are, are really good. Beside like UCLA and Arizona. Right. 
So how many teams is Pac-12 going to get in? Dep- I, right now, I think two. Um, ASU's in right now. Depends who wins the. If you know, if you Washington, they the lose the count game. yesterday. No, no, they they won. Came back and won. Yeah, because they were losing half, right? They got booed. So they're they're in. They should be in as long as they just maintain winning. So they'll get three if somebody other than ASU and Utah wins the tournament. Colorado, whoever wins the tournament. I mean, did Colorado win the game on Thursday night? You were calling Wednesday. No, that's a bad loss then. At Washington State, yeah. But they're not, they weren't an at large candidate. Oh, okay. Yeah, never mind. Well, all right. That note, ease.com. Share it with your friends. Share the podcast. Yeah. Enjoy the day. Later. Peace. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.